0: Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. <laughs> Everybody Wang Chung tonight. The movies. Yes! 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 Oh! Oh! Oh!
1: I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks
0: great you probably never run out of ice your whole life because just like you we're stuck in the 80s sure it's not
1: 1985 right now but who knows what tomorrow will bring Stuck in the 80s, it's your old pal Spearsy and Brad in LA, and it's award season again. So, we have breaking news we won nothing,
0: <laughs> but we are here to recognize the best and worst from the movies of 1983. Who was the best pilot I ever saw? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: you're looking at him. <laughs>
0: This episode of Stuck in the 80s is sponsored by The 80s Cruise. Join your 80s... This episode of Stuck in the 80s is sponsored by... The '80s cruise. Join your Stuck in the '80s hosts along with MTV VJ's Mark Goodman, Alan Hunter, and Downtown Julie Brown in Spring 2024 for a week-long trip onboard the Royal Caribbean Mariner of the Seas. Performers will include 38 special air supply, The English Beat, Soft Cell, Debbie Gibson, Sebastian Box, Stephen Piercy of Rat, Ray Parker of Junior, Sheena of East and Wang of Chung, Midnight Star, Animotion, Real Life, Escape Club, When in Rome, Tommy Tutone, and more. Yes, the 2024 cruise is officially sold out, but you can still join the wait list. Go to www.the80scruise.com for more information and just dream of Caribbean waters as we enter into the cold of winter.
1: Hey, speaking of air supply, I don't know if I told you this, but my sister, who's four years younger than me, got engaged on Christmas Day. Wow, congratulations.
0: the boyfriend...
1: The, uh my 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 soon to be uh, did you brother, mean
0: fiance
1: a fiancé? Well, at the time he was a boyfriend. Got a video greeting from Air Supply to actually deliver the proposal. So Russell from Air Supply actually delivers the proposal to my
0: sister. Wow, I, I can't decide off the cuff whether that is a total baller move or a total cop out. <laughs> we can discuss it with him on the cruise. <laughs> yeah, he is coming, right? Oh yeah, he's gonna be there. So it's award
1: season again, and we just had the Golden Globes the other night. Joe Coy made some
0: headlines. I cannot believe so, the Golden Globes have made it back on TV. It's amazing.
1: Have, have zombie seen,
0: stories were fake. Zombies are real. Have you have you seen the the opening
1: monologue with Joe Coy? It's no. His story. It's so bad. So bad. It's so unfunny, and he, he gets. He starts to get mad at the audience. Oh, At one point, like these
0: are the jokes, kids. <laughs> yeah, he
1: only had ten days to prep. I mean, I felt bad for him because I think he's a funny guy, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want to host an award show.
0: What did so. I read? Somebody, someone said, uh, and I like again, I said I hadn't seen it, but someone said, "Well, yeah, you know, it's a thing. Book the gig, and now he's got another twenty minutes of material because he can riff on that for a while." Sure, good point. <laughs> um, but so
1: you know, here I am saying I would never want to host an award show. And what are we about to do?
0: We're going to host an an award award
1: show, (laughs)
0: but it's really, it's just for you, gentle listener. It's not for everybody. It's for the people who are smart enough to download this show.
1: And and I got to make it clear too. We're not giving out any awards. We're just recapping the awards for movies of 1983 as were held in the Oscar ceremonies and the Razzie Awards. 1984. You got it. You've put the pieces together, my friend.
0: Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It's like a jigsaw puzzle and who doesn't love a good jigsaw puzzle?
1: So let's let's set the scene a little bit. Nineteen eighty-three, we would have still been sixteen years old, and hence unable to see R-rated movies. So some of the movies that were nominated for awards or won awards,
0: I just were not on our radar. That's true in theory, Steve, but in practice, I worked at the movie theater, so oh. I could walk my sorry butt into any theater I wanted. Um, but that doesn't mean I always did, because like some of the stuff just looked boring to me as a 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah. like uh, Let's face and- it, it was all about the nudity quotient. You check what the projection is. Anything good? Yeah, around 23 <laughs> minutes. Okay, cool. Thanks.
1: <laughs> okay, so let's go back. 1983 movies. It is now April 9th, 1980. 19- 84, it's we're in the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in Los Angeles for the Academy mm. Awards. Uh, Johnny Carson
0: hosting it for the fifth time at this point. Amazing. We were juniors in high school, so we, pro- we might have watched this. I don't know. I I, I want to say, I, for the most part, I my
1: parents watched this, so I would have been forced to watch it since we were a one television set house at that point. Sure. Maybe, maybe. We had just gotten cable. I'm not even sure. I don't think so. Our yeah. neighborhood was like the last to be wired for it.
0: Oh, interesting. It's kind of funny because I am like. Oh, I worked at the movie, so I thought of myself as being in showbiz on some level. So I'm <laughs> sure I watched it. I mean, that is just so stupid. But you that was kind of the mindset. I, I, I
1: don't. I don't mean to go uh, go into left field here, but do you know how hard it, I worked to try to get a job at a movie theater like at that at that age? And I could. I couldn't. I couldn't. Be able to get one. You I, know, I just.
0: I, here's what you needed. Here's what you need. You needed a friend of the business. Yes. I, I got I my job at the movie theater. Thanks to my older sister who worked at the movie theaters.
1: Yeah. That, that must be it. Cause I, I remember I went to this one theater that, that coincidentally is now literally next door to where my mom lives, although it's not a theater anymore, but it was one of those uh, four screen cineplexes. Okay. And sure, sure. I, 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 I interviewed for the job. I'm, I'm in there with the manager and he goes, just so you know, we don't use cash registers here. So you're going to have to be able to do all the math in your head and all that kind of stuff. And anybody who knows anything about me knows that I suck at math, absolutely awful at it. And I kind of knew I was screwed at that moment, but you know, you're young, you're stupid and you know, you're, you're you're full of,
0: like I can figure it out. How hard
1: can it be? So he starts quizzing me. Okay. So I got to a this and this and this of this. What's the total? If I give you $20, what's my change? And I'm like, burr, burr, burr. oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of stupidity is that, even? Why would you not use a register? How do you know that you're not being shorted?
0: You know? I mean, it's, it's funny you would say that, but the movie theater I worked at in Weatherford, Oklahoma, we l- literally, I can see it in my mind's eye. There was a drawer with like a muffin pan in it for change. <laughs> And and I did it all in my head. We we had to do it all in your well in practice there was a calcul one calculator on the back counter for people to share, but it was just quicker to do it in your head because everything was nickels and quarters. And I mean everything was 5 no. cents and then but then here was the trick. Then you had to calculate sales tax oh, no. in your head on top of it. No. But no. in Oklahoma at the time, sales tax was 4%. So it's 1 cent per quarter. So I would just run it in my head. I just wired a little differently, I guess, because that was something I could do pretty quickly. So I could have gotten that job for you, Steve. I could have gone in and said, <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve Spears. The thing is, even as you're describing this to me, I'm breaking out in a cold sweat. <laughs> yeah, see, to me, I'm like, It was fun.
1: I liked it. Ugh. Anyway, the Razzies, I think they're usually held the night before.
0: Yeah, uh, so when so, people are in town for both the ceremonies. You know, so you right, get the limos, it, yeah.
1: And it took real guts to show up and accept your Razzie Award, so I, we, we're not yeah. going to talk too much about the details of uh, acceptance speeches and whatnot, but we're, we're going to go through the major categories and, and tell you the, the who won the Oscar, who won the Razzie, and and our memories of those movies. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. The Oscar for Best Picture goes to Terms of Endearment. Garrett! Is it that makes you so insistent on shocking and insulting me? I mean, I really hate that way of talking. You must know that. Why do you do it? I'll tell you, Aurora. I, I don't know what it is about you, but you do bring out the devil in me.
0: Solid choice. Solid yeah, choice. Yeah, this was a good one. This was always a good date. <laughs>
1: movie, I think. I think I took my girlfriend to it.
0: I know I saw it in the movies. And so it's pretty likely I took a date my junior year of high school. No specific memories there.
1: Yeah. Uh, thankfully, those. it's weird. You know, when you do a podcast for 20 years, some of the details start to get a little
0: fuzzy. Yeah, it's not doing the podcast that makes the details fuzzy. Yeah. But we can use that as a, an excuse, sure.
1: Sure. Deborah Winger, Sheridan McLean, Jack Nicholson. Uh, I think John Lithgow was in there in a small yes, role. Yes, he was. Oh, geez. Just an all-star cast. You know, a sad story, but fair amount of humor.
0: Uh, yeah good, but it just, it kind of rang true right
1: Yeah The other movies that were nominated that year uh, the Big Chill, The Dresser, The Right Stuff and Tender Mercies And and of those the one that stands out to me is The Right Stuff.
0: Yeah agreed agreed. Yeah. But, uh, but is is that still on your like watch every couple years yes. kind of rotation? Yes. Yeah.
1: And and I can pick it up at any point in the movie and watch it. It doesn't yeah. have to be at the start. It can be with 10 minutes left and i'll still i'll watch it then i'll watch the closing credits just so i can hear the music
0: yeah oh it's so good (laughs) so i guess what we're saying is our 1983 best picture is the right stuff but we respect the choice of the academy which i am not a member of yet nor will i ever be brad what was the worst picture of 1983 1983 Razzie for worst picture i think this might have still been when the razzies were like it wasn't an actual ceremony. It was just like someone's house. Like the guy who ran the <laughs> Razzies. I don't, I don't think it turned into like a people show up to accept their words until later, but the worst picture that year was the Pia Zadora vehicle, the lonely lady. What did Jackson want?
1: Guy? He's an old friend. I didn't even know he was a member. What did he want? He was asking about my work, my writing. Writing? He's a director i know who the hell he is we have a deal what deal i saved your life remember look i'm gonna come back if you write for anyone you write for me not for jackson or anyone else me if i write for anyone Vinny. i write for me
0: do you remember this movie this is one of those r-rated movies that i was interested in seeing mainly because my understanding as given to me by the projection team was that there was a fair amount of female flesh visible at certain times in the film. <laughs> that That's my
1: understanding as well. I did not see it.
0: So I don't think I ever now. did either. It's a dog. And here's <laughs> the story behind this movie. So Pia Zadora, who's actually really a uh, really talented singer, her husband was filthy rich and wanted her to be a big star. And so he basically bankrolled this movie because it was going to be a vehicle to launch her career. It was a vehicle... It was a vehicle to drive his money far, far away from him. Is what it ended up being. And this lost, this lost more money than you can imagine. Apparently, the guy who wrote the book that it was based on was like, never saw it. I don't think she's right for the part. This is a bad idea. <laughs> um, interestingly, Piazzadora has a restaurant in uh, Vegas that I eat at sometimes when I'm in town. There, Italian place, and it's fantastic great restaurant and apparently she performs some nights. I've never been there when she's been singing. But, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. most of that. That's crazy. Yeah. Fun <laughs> facts. Other worst picture nominees that year Hercules, Jaws 3D, Stroker Ace, and Two of a Kind. Ooh. And I, I I'd, I'd like to argue with them on some of those, but mm, yeah, maybe tomorrow. I don't know.
1: I can say that of those I I definitely saw Stroker Ace and I own Two of a kind.
0: So of course you do. I remember <laughs> Jaws 3D in the movie theater because we had to hand out glasses for it. Oh that's right, of course. Ugh. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid.
1: <laughs> okay, let's get back on the positive side of things. Uh in the, the winner for best actor uh that year, Robert Duvall in Tender Mercies. I was almost killed once in a car accident. I was drunk. I ran on the side of the road and I turned over four times. And they took me out of that car for dead, but I lived. And I prayed last night to know why I lived and she died, but I got no answer to my prayers. I still don't know why she died and I lived. I don't know the answer to nothing but a blessed thing. I don't know why I wandered out to this part of Texas drunk and you took me in and pitted me and helped me to straighten out and marry me. Why? Why did that happen? Is there a reason that happened? And son and daddy died in the war. My daughter killed an automobile accident. Why? See, I don't trust happiness. I never did. I never will. Oh, folks. I can't talk too much about this one. I didn't see it. it it's This is the kind of movie that would always win an, an Oscar. Uh, yeah, it's just like Oscar bait. Yeah, it is Oscar bait. And, and at that age, if you're starting to wonder if this is going to be a negative show, it's not wait till we read you a list of the other movies from 1983 that we did watch and love. And you'll be just like astounded by how many there were intended mercies. Duvall plays a, a former country music star whose career and his love life have been wrecked, wrecked the buffet at the Harrow club uh, by alcoholism. And he turns his life around. He, he, he has a relationship with a young widow and her, and her son. And, um, tries to mend his life so it's it's it is it just it's like if you dipped a washcloth in the oscar waters you could just wring it out for years with this plot you know
0: yeah the the plot is pretty and and by all accounts this is a a, a good movie and duvall one of duvall's kind of big roles really yeah um uh, He's I great. remember seeing bits and pieces of it, but this was like bopping in to make sure no one was throwing sodas at the screen. Yeah. Uh more than anything.
1: I <laughs> know uh, Wilfred Brimley was in this Ellen Barkin I wouldn't mind seeing it today.
0: To Maybe we honest. should do a virtual drive-in with this.
1: <laughs> I don't really pack them in.
0: It's pretty highbrow for drive-in fare, but you know how I am. I do kind of yeah. crazy things sometimes. I'd be I'd fall asleep after the second drink. Well, you know what? We could all use a good nap. Others nominated include Michael Caine
1: for Educating Rita, Tom Conti for Ruben Rubin, Tim Courtenay from The Dresser, and Albert Finney also from The Dresser, which is another movie, by the way, I I didn't see. I think
0: that was was definitely
1: not on the radar.
0: Okay, it's funny. When you started reading that list, my brain immediately went to – we were talking about the Razzies. I'm like, Michael, how dare you insult Michael Caine like that? I'm like, oh, wrong list. Sorry, guys. Uh, I, I did see Educating media. I, rem- I remember that. So Yeah, I rem- I remember seeing a clip with him, uh, with Michael Caine saying, you know, I don't think I'm going to win, but, uh, you know, I practice my face and I have my speech just in case, you know. Like, <laughs> like w- look, nobody, well, I don't know, who. Kn- I don't know how many amazingly famous and talented people listen to this podcast, but I can't imagine very many of us are ever going to get nominated for something like that. No. But if it happens, you should revel in that until the moment somebody else wins like just soak up that possibility that would be amazing think of the vibe you would get off of that
1: in the early days of stuck in the 80s the podcast used to win awards every year because the newspaper I, that hosted it and you know employed me at the time had a, you know a, bu- a pretty large budget for submitting okay sure projects so, for awards so uh we I won Best entertainment blog in the world, and then I think it won Best Entertainment Blog in the U.S. or something like that, and then it, it routinely won state awards and, and and such. And I remember, for most of them, I didn't even get to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> Was um, there
0: even a ceremony, or did they just yeah, like mail yeah. you a mail you a Lucite plaque? No, there were there were big ceremonies, but huh. they were they were not.
1: There was one that was like in DC and my, my, my boss went and accepted it on my behalf. And then one of them was in Florida in Miami and they flew me down to pick up the award and flew me right back. I had to work. I was going to say, just stay the night. No, (laughs) no. And I had to, I didn't even have a bag. I flew down there empty handed. But then they gave me the plaque, which I still have behind me. You fly back with the plaque in your hand? No, that, that's funny because I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh my, I didn't. I, for that one, I had been sort of told, hey, this is probably one you want to come down for. So I, I sort of had a good feeling that I was going to win it. But um, I ended up buying like a, a tote bag in the airport. And that's what I put the award in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's amazing. It's Folks, and the it, fact that we haven't won any awards since I join the show i'm sure that is just one of those weird astrophysical coincidences
1: i'm sure of it (laughs) i I, I think i've only once have i ever submitted us for one it's just it it costs a lot of money those webbies they want like they want i don't know if it's hundreds of folks thousands of dollars just to be considered i'm like nope (laughs)
0: look Look, let me just tell you, listeners, we know who you are. You're our people. We're glad you're here. We don't yeah. need other people to tell us we're doing a good job. The fact that you download the show is our bread, our water, our steak, our wine. It's everything. We love I'm it. Making me hungry. Thank you. Yeah, I could use a snack. This Bloody Mary is going fast. <laughs> okay, so tell us who the worst actor was among the 1983 uh, nominees. Okay, worst actor, 1983 Razzies was, no drum roll, thank you. Christopher Atkins in A Night in Heaven. Hey, if you're so famous and all, how come I ain't seen your picture in one of them magazines like Star, The National Enquirer? I'm taking a faster road, know what I mean? Are you going to call me? as as exams are over. Honest. Honest
1: is all I know. Now, this is the kind of movie I would have liked to have seen. I I suspect, based on the title and the cast, there might have been some moments, some adult moments we could have enjoyed.
0: Uh, yeah, what I mean, Christopher Atkins. Here's a guy, like, look, kill or die for that career. He actually worked pretty consistently for quite a while there. But name a great Christopher Atkins movie that actually did some box <laughs> office. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, I, I mean, he's a. nominated for things. Uh, this is more than I can say. But if you look at his, you know, his filmography or whatever, he's working still. Wow, you know the guys keep him busy. So you know, my hat is off to him. But if you say, if you said to your friends, "Hey, let's go see the new Christopher Atkins movie," they'd be like, "Well, I hope there's a lot of TNA in it." Well, it's a Christopher (laughs) Atkins movie, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway, he stars as a college student. I guess
1: Lizley Ann Warren is his professor, and you can kind of take it from there. the The movie, you know, has its critics, but I think it's also known for the.
0: Brian Adams song Heaven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. And and who did the music for this movie? He uh-huh. might have been writing on some of his fame from some other TV work he'd done. I don't Jan Hama. Oh wow. Yeah. Who else got nominated? Uh, other nominees that year were Lou Ferrigno for Hercules. Yeah. Take that back. John Travolta for both Staying Alive and Two of a Kind. Wow. Yeah. Well, he just couldn't win for trying back then. Well, you know, I mean, again, book the gig. This is more acting work than I'll ever get. I don't know if I have Staying Alive on DVD.
1: It plays enough on on. It makes the rounds still on streaming, so it's not. There's no real need to buy it. It's it's one of those movies that I enjoy it because it happens to be on.
0: Sure. Sure. uh,
1: Two of a kind. You have to you have to try a little harder to find.
0: Oh, man. Okay, oh, let's go. Let's go back to the sunny side of the
1: street, Steve. Yeah. Best actress in uh, among the 1983 candidates, Shirley MacLaine for Terms of Endearment. Excuse me. It is after 10. Uh, give my daughter the pain shot, please. Mrs. Greenway, I was going to. Oh, good. Go ahead. In
0: just a few minutes. Well, please. It's, it's after 10. It's after 10. I don't see why she has to have this pain. Ma'am, it's not my patient. It's time for her shot. You understand? Do
1: something. All she has to do is hold on until 10. And it's past 10. She's in pain. My daughter is in pain. Give her the shot. You understand we are going to behave. Give my daughter the shot. See, you know, now, terms of Dearman had a big year. They, they would win five Oscars. The Right Stuff won four. Mm. Other nominees that year, Jane Alexander for Testament. Meryl Streep for Silkwood, Julie Waters for Educating Rita and Deborah Winger also for Terms of Endearment.
0: Yeah. I mean, reading that list. Okay. Educating Rita, not really Oscar bait, but you ever see Silkwood? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, the only thing that has endured from the movie Silkwood is the phrase, a Silkwood shower. Yes. You know, know, where, where she's been contaminated. And so, you know, Meryl Streep gets the, the harsh hose down. Yeah. Um, It's, I mean, it's a pretty intense picture, but it's definitely, it's not a movie that's made to entertain. It's a movie that's made to draw the attention of Academy voters.
1: What year do you think in the eighties was it that you began to really have seen all the movies that were nominated for an Oscar?
0: Do you remember when that year happened? (sighs) It was probably the next year. I would say 1983, I was still kind of, you know, still goofy kid living in Western Oklahoma
1: I remember nineteen eighty. I think it was eighty-seven. That
0: I saw every movie that was nominated for best movie. Yeah, I mean that's only it was only four or five movies at the time, but, right?
1: But uh, that was the probably for the longest time. That was the only time that it had ever happened. Um, but until I got into becoming an entertainment editor, then, in which case, then they send you all the movies on DVD for your considerations.
0: Yeah, I had a neighbor that works in the business that we used to get his screeners all the time. It was great. Yeah. So who was the worst actress in 83? Oh, worst actress. The worst actress that year. This is a theme you're going to hear over and over again. Winner of the worst actress award, Pia Zadora from The Lonely Lady. Yeah. Mm. She she won a Golden Globe, I think. She did. New star star of the year (laughs) while winning Golden Raspberries for her previous role, Butterfly worst new star <laughs> and worst actress wow. it's hard to win it's hard to win on both sides of the street so let's tip our cap to Pisadora for being so deliciously awful that she won both <laughs> the good and the bad
1: back to the good side the Oscar winner that year Jack Nicholson in terms of endearment
0: you got me into this and um, you're just gonna have to trust me about this. this one thing you need a lot of drinks
1: to break the ice
0: to kill the bug that you have up your ass Ugh, boring come on Academy. It had a great mix role. it up a little bit no i mean it's a great movie i'm just saying like we need a little variety here people who was the who was the uh the worst supporting actor that year worst supporting actor that year mm, it pains me to say this from the movie stroker ace it's gomer pile i mean jim neighbors
1: Christus chicken in the south
0: not a shock I mean, that's uh, when when I saw this on the list, i I started getting a little angry, but then I realized that I was mentally mapping Stroker Ace onto Six Pack.
1: Now, what are you trying to say about Six Pack, sir?
0: I like Six Pack. That's okay, why I was angry. Okay, okay. I mean, I like Jim Neighbors. Jim <laughs> Neighbors is a cool guy. Um, this is not a great movie. I think we <laughs> can agree. Like, it, it's it's fine. You know, I, I, I it get aims- it. L- Lonnie and her boyfriend <laughs> are trying to make some money here. You know, hey. It's fine. I, I think it aims to be fine, and it is
1: fine. And I,
0: I he's, mean, he's you got Ned Beatty. I mean, how bad can that be, right? Yeah, but I, Burt Reynolds is like kind of his star it, is fading here. I'm sorry to say it. it, it yeah, but I, I remember this for
1: being on HBO constantly. Like oh,
0: yeah. oh yeah, constantly, and and I and, love I love Jim Neighbors' character's nickname, Lugs, <laughs> Lugs Harvey, or as in like nuts. <laughs> I, I I'm not going to disparage or Ace.
1: <sighs> I I think it's cute and campy. It's never going to win. No an award for being I mean, good.
0: Come for the chicken suit, stay <laughs> for all the cameos from actual NASCAR drivers at the yes. time.
1: Boy, NASCAR was just so desperate
0: at that point to promote the sport. They you, yeah. you just, just think, they hadn't found that curve yet, right? They yeah. hadn't figured out like we need to get tied as a sponsor and then we'll draw in this whole other demographic and things will be amazing.
1: That that being said, I mean, I don't mean it to go into left field again, but that's kind of what I do. You're not a fan of NASCAR, are you?
0: I don't follow it I've been to a NASCAR race oh, out of the California to, Speedway
1: oh I haven't even been to a, a race I I don't I don't want any part I, of it
0: I don't need to go again I you know <laughs> here's the thing the people who are really into it and they are really getting a lot out of it they've got the headsets on and they're listening in on the team radio but if you're just some filthy casual like me who shows up with a ticket and holding a beer I'm like what the hell's going on I don't know they're driving <laughs> in circles I, who's in front I can't tell so I just I I would need to know a little bit yeah. more about it. As much as I love cars, I'm not really into motorsports.
1: Yeah. I I'm not saying I'm not saying I, I I hate NASCAR. I just I have not caught the bug. I guess this, this is a nice way of saying it. <laughs> okay, back to the goodness. The winner for best actress in 83. This is going to be interesting. Linda Hunt for The Year of Living Dangerously. And here's why it's interesting.
0: Um, have you seen, you've seen this movie, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's been a long time, but I remember really liking this movie and Linda I do Hunt, still really like this movie.
1: Yeah. It's it's a good movie and it does from time to time appear on streaming. So you, you can see it if you want to. Linda Hunt plays a man mm-hmm. in this movie, Billy yeah. Kwan. Billy Kwan is the character's name. She, she slash he is a Chinese Australian photographer uh, working with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's an Australian journalist in Indonesia in 1965 during that country's attempted
0: coup. A young, rakishly handsome. Oh, yes. Mel Sigourney, Gibson, for those of you keeping score at home, so, you know, something for the ladies there. Sigourney
1: Weaver is his love interest. Interestingly enough, it was banned from being – the movie was banned from being shown in Indonesia until the year 2000. <laughs> so – Hmm. Um, There was an interesting story, and I wrote about this on the blog, you know, a decade ago. And it was such a weird blog item that everybody kind of called me out on it. (laughs) (laughs) Because when uh, Linda Hunt showed up at the Oscars, she still had short hair. She still looked a lot like the character, Billy Kwan, but she was wearing a dress. And if I remember correctly... I. I'm, I'm gonna really feel silly if I don't. But uh, she was in the restroom and somebody else complained that you know you shouldn't be here. And uh, that that really upset her. Um, just did, uh, the, understandably the so. didn't understandably so Did't realize that, that that this was a woman who just happened at that time. Linda Hunt's very distinctive looking. and yes, um, the confusion is understandable but it's also unfortunate in
0: this case. Yes. She will always be our midnight star.
1: Yeah. That is the, the longest I will ever talk about a supporting actress candidate in the, um,
0: in the eighties who won, who won the Razzie for a uh, worst supporting actress. Worst supporting actress that year. Sybil Danning from another movie that I think, again, you and I would have liked watching chained heat, but also for her role in Hercules, it's a double, well, that's... she's a double, double hitter there. Yeah. So she pulls the, uh, which McCod. <laughs> yeah, the the twofer. The John Travolta <laughs> Other other nominees that year. BB Besch from The Lonely Lady, Finola Hughes from Staying Alive, Diana Scarwood from Strange Invaders. Never heard of that. And Amy Irving from Yentl. She was also Oscar nominated for that role. Jeez. Uh, Amy Irving. Just can't catch a break. So we're not going to do all the categories today, but
1: there's one more category I thought that, that made sense for us to discuss, and that's the best original song. At the 1984 Oscars, honoring the 1983 movies, and trust me, keeping this straight in my head is not the easiest thing I've done.
0: Remember, several the, several <laughs> text messages back and forth between us to figure this out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Remember, this is the same guy who can't figure out how to make change in a movie theater. How much for the large popcorn? I don't know how much you got. <laughs> the Oscar that year goes to Flash dance. What a feeling.
0: Vaguely remember this song. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Yeah. Georgie Maroder. How many Oscars does that guy have? Just give them a shelf load and let them fill them in as the co- time comes. I think he
1: ought to have at least a few. Uh, lyrics by Keith uh, Forsey and Irene Cara, who performs it. Flashdance is one of those weird movies, and I, I didn't put it on my list. I'm gonna, we're going to rattle off here in a minute. I, I, did I see Flash Dance in theaters? I don't, I don't remember. We gave away a free copy of it one time. as I don't know if it was a prize for trivia or for swag. And it, it came back unopened a year later. It did come back. Un, it came back opened. <laughs> and then someone said, You're okay, kidding. I, no. <laughs> they watched it and they're like, Hey, we watched it. Not as good as we remember. So we're just, you know, we just feel bad about keeping it. So we're returning it to you.
0: Wow. I felt bad. If you love something, set it free. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, let me just kind of calm the room down a little bit with the worst original song. And you'll be shocked to know that it's, From the Lonely Lady, yes, it's The Way You Do It. It's almost as suggestive as some of the advertising jingles that I've been listening to for trivia this week. (laughs) Last a little longer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Longer with Big Red. (laughs) All of the worst original song candidates are sheer delight to read about, uh, including Yours World from Your, The Hunter from the Future. And each man kills the thing he loves from a movie called Carell, which I've never heard of. No, me neither. But the lyrics are from a poem by Oscar Wilde. So okay, yeah, uh, that's 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 interesting. I'm here for it. Yeah.
1: So so here's the point that that I alluded to at the beginning that these weren't the movies that we really watched and cherished in in '83. I found a list of just a, a huge list of movies from '83. Here are the ones that stood out to me, and get ready, because this is like reading- It's going to melt this. your brain, people. It's like, it's like reading the Segi winners on the easiest Seggy ever. But um, 83 had The Outsiders, Trading Places, Scarface, Return of the Jedi, Splash, War Games, Valley Girl, Risky Business, Kroll. Thank you for sending me the DVD of Kroll, by the way. Uh, live to serve. <laughs> Mr. Mom- Class, My Tutor, which is in there, just you know, that's one of those HBO classics that you hope your parents go to bed early enough so you can watch it by yourself.
0: Oh, it's on at 10 o'clock? Perfect.
1: (laughs) All the Right Moves, Bad Boys, the one with uh, Sean Penn. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Eddie and the Cruisers, Strange Brew, and alas, The Man with Two Brains. Mm. Who are you?
0: Dr. Michael. Uh
1: Dr. Havar?
0: What? You're the first object that ever pronounced it right.
1: How else could you pronounce it? It's H-F-U-H-R-U-H-U-R-R, isn't it? Yes. Who are you?
0: Anne? Anne-U-Mell-Mahay?
1: Uh, U-U-M-E-L-L-M-A-H-A-Y-E. Oh, Melmahe.
0: Yes, that list is mind blowing. You're going to need two brains to catch all of that. I feel like I watched A Man with Two Brains in the last couple of years, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that it still was funny to me. Like, I think that holds up. The wife here has not seen.
1: I don't think she's seen any Steve Martin movies of the '80s. So we're really? going to go on a uh, we're going to go on an educational program binge one night it's a rich
0: vein to mine yes Uh,
1: all of me the lonely guy things from heaven roxanne oh gosh
0: so much stuff and then he gets you get into the 90s and steve martin gets into like the more thoughtful stuff although la story not technically an 80s movie but i'm i'm pulling it in just because i like it so much la story is just fantastic Uh, but then you get to like grand canyon and what's the one where he's a, a a evangelist like a Oh, leap of faith. I like that uh, one. Yeah, a revival preacher. Yeah, but that's not like zany. Where's what's with all this old wine? Bring me some new wine. You know, he's, <laughs> he's maturing. So, so go back to eighty three, Brad. What, what movies uh, did, stood out to you? Okay, so I've already said I worked at the movies in nineteen eighty three, so I could pretty much go to any movie I wanted, and it was free if it was showing in my in my little town, which actually was not uncommon. We had a, a threeplex that had just opened outside town. We had two screens at the drive-in, and there was a screen downtown. So we had downtown. Oh my gosh. In town, downtown. We had quite a bit of stuff to choose from drive in fare to, you know, your Oscar bait crap. And I would take most of the movies on that list and bring them in. But I, I want to emphasize Trading Places. Trading Places, I will watch that movie again anytime. I think it holds up. It is my favorite 80s holiday movie. Mm hmm. Uh, oh, it's so good. But also, and these tend a little bit more drive in y, if you will. Also, I really like easy money, which I feel like does not get name checked enough for Rodney Dangerfield. Everyone goes right to back to school. But easy money is pretty funny. you want some of my hash browns? Um <laughs> also sudden impact was my introduction to Dirty Harry. Okay. I think that I have great memories of that. Blue Thunder which is a ridiculous movie if you watch it. It is a ridiculous like, oh right, they're going to they're gonna send up F-16s and fire missiles at a helicopter over Los Angeles <laughs> to bring it down. <laughs> it's going to run out of gas, guys. He's going to have to land. You don't need to blow up half of downtown LA for this. Uh, anyway, still a great movie. Very quotable. Roy Schneider. Love it. But I apologize in advance. I'm going to put Hot Dog the movie out there.
1: You people. Stay out of our way. You may ski on that side or on that side, but stay out of the middle here.
0: Hey, Rudy, you can
1: kiss my ass. Not on this side, not on that side, but right in the middle.
0: <laughs> no reason to apologize. This movie was very important in my friend group. I cannot explain exactly why. And it wasn't just because he had sunny side up. And Sunnyside Down and Sunnyside all the way around. But uh, let's just say, when all of my friends on spring break were in Colorado skiing because all of the church youth directors arranged to go to the same ski resort one year, that we did have a Chinese downhill.
1: <laughs> okay. It's been a long time since I've seen this one. I, you know, I might have it on DVD. Oh, shame. Nah, that's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Hell, if I have two of a kind, you can have hot dog in the movie.
0: Uh, you're, you're a good <clears throat> man, Steve Spears. You know what else you
1: could have? The Seggies. Seggies.
0: What's happening, hot stuff?
1: About uh, the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery. Movie moment. Boy, it seems like a long time since we've done one of these. It
0: does, doesn't it? I'm sorry, guys. I, you know, things have just been crazy. The holidays, we all kind of... You know, Steve and I both just kind of took a breath. Steve won our river cruise and had such a good time that I booked, I think, the same exact trip for next year. <laughs> from uh, from Amsterdam to Basel? We're doing the reverse, but yeah. Oh, Basel to, that's
1: that's actually probably better, to
0: be honest. Well we end in Amsterdam. That was an easy sell for the kids. Like, hey, yeah. we'll go and we could stay a few days in Amsterdam. Yeah. You'll like that, it. <laughs> we'll go to museums. They're like, sure we will, Dad. <laughs> we may or may not have brought back some
1: of Amsterdam's. Best known products for mm. our Tulips use. and wooden shoes. We do have some glass tulips, but that's not what I'm referring to. Anyway, add your mind back to episode 686. Here was the mystery movie moment. Oh, well, Peter, by Victor Pepper, I guess I did. Oh, shit. That's Nicolas
0: Cage in Valley Girl. Mm. <laughs> Gee, I think that was the Nick Cage uh, biography show, wasn't it? It was. That mm. should have been a dead giveaway. Yeah, I think I pressured you into using this clip. Did you? I think so. Maybe. Well, Peter
1: Piper picked a pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I I I hadn't used a Valley Girl clip up till then, so I think I had to put it in there somewhere. I think at the very end when I was editing it, I realized I hadn't put a
0: clip in there. Mm, these things happen. Anyways, we had some winners. Not as many as I would have thought. Yeah, you'd think that people would have, you know, it's the holidays. People are busy addressing their Christmas cards. Yeah, they but, have time to write us.
1: It's fine. We'll wait to see how many people got the 80s tune right. And to me, that was more
0: difficult. I'm just trying to make you feel better, Steve. It's no, not, it's working. not going to work. I'll read names instead. Winners this week include Mike Walters, Dave from New Hampshire, but according to him, still nowhere near Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think the jury's still out on that, Dave. You're a heck of a lot closer than I am. New Wave Todd, Scott in Music City, Kelly in Texas, John Demacus, and Plain Pulling Tom. Okay, pay attention. Here is this week's
1: mystery movie moment. Just because I don't know what it is, doesn't mean I'm lying. I will neither confirm nor deny that that was a movie from 1983. Because I have not yet picked it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, if you know it, email us at podcast at S I T com and tune in soon to find out if you're a winner. Ah, the mystical refrain that is "Name that eighties tune. We will play a snippet of a tune from the eighties. And, uh, if you get it right, you're into entered into the drawing for the postal friendly bottle opener, and I I chuckle now because I realized I didn't I didn't even explain what mystery movie moment was, but I think we all kind of know that by now. We've been only doing that for about. 15 it's in the years. name,
0: you know. The answers in the question. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, I, we know our listeners are very intelligent, and you guys have figured out what it's about. Yeah,
1: this one was actually a little bit of uh, centered around the news, sad news, mm. but pay attention. Here's the mystery clip from episode six eighty six. That's The Ghost in You by Psychedelic Furs. I don't know if everyone knew this, but the sax player, Mars Williams, for, for Psychedelic Furs had just passed away before we recorded this show. And um, a little
0: nod to him. Such a good song. They've got a nice catalog. They really do. They really do. If you ever see them, you'll be surprised to realize how much of their material you really know.
1: The other thing I was surprised when I saw them perform live, realizing how many of their songs start out on a single drum clap, just like Pretty in Pink. So you'd hear the drum go... And then and you're like, ah, oh, pretty and pink. And like, nope, it's another just different song, but just a lot of their songs sounded start off with that same That's just bit. how they get it going. That's how they that's how they prime There's, the pump. I tried to think back to when I was a drummer in a band, Epic Trash. And I, I don't remember I, I could guarantee you that almost every song probably started off with the guitarist, and then I somehow Whenever I caught my breath, joint, you know, started.
0: <laughs> I'll be right there. Let me get my sticks. Yeah. Oh, are we starting? Oh, sorry.
1: Oh. <laughs> dun, 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 Yeah, because it, it would always be like the riff would
0: start, and then I would just somewhere. And then you come in with a bump. Yeah. <laughs> I was picking it up. Get you behind a set, Steve Spears. Maybe I can get you a place in Sourdough Bread. <laughs> sourdough
1: Bread. Uh, this one didn't confuse too many people. Uh, nice list of winners. You can read it while I go make myself a sandwich.
0: Oh, here we go. Uh, No baloney, though. Okay. Winners this week include Dave Parrott, Mike Outside of Richmond, Mike Walters, Andrea, not Andrea, Crava. Cochise in Coney Island, Lou, Sweet Lou, Greeley, New Wave Todd, Lee from hashtag SF Bay Area 80s Cruises, Lynn with three N's in Nebraska, Dave, Dave's not here, P First fan Debbie in California, Scott in Music City, Lido in Austin, Kelly in Texas, Gene in Hollister, Jason in Memphis, Plane Pulling Tom, Alan Titus, John Ross from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Dave Estel. Nice. Yeah, it's a good list. To me, it's, it's tough. You pick just a
1: couple of notes from a P-fer song. They do, they do sound similar. So I think there was a couple of people who guessed heaven and I, for a while there, I thought, well, yeah, maybe that's the song I chose. And then I realized, no, 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 no ghost, ghost in you. Anyway, spin the wheel. Let's find out who takes home the postal friendly bottle opener.
0: Here we go. Mm-hmm. Ah, well done. Thank you, sir. I just repacked the bearings. <laughs> that's it's all about ball bearings these days. It really is. <laughs> and some good grease, you know,
1: Makes the world go round. Uh, looks like it's gonna land on Kelly in Texas. So Kelly, send us your postal-friendly address. Postal address.
0: <laughs> it's only a little tortured, but we. Oh got my there. god!
1: It's it's been like a month since we recorded the show, and I just my brain's just like. <whistles>
0: <laughs> anyway, Kelly, send us the. see, I'm doing it too. Send Kelly. us your, your mailing address and we will send you a postal friendly bottle opener. Yes, we will. But send it quicker. You're not going to get it for a while for reasons we'll discuss in a moment.
1: Yeah. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery tune. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in in a few weeks. Hopefully it'll only be two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break.
0: This isn't just another commercial. You should listen to this. See, I'm not just any kid. I'm the kid that's tasted the difference. Because this isn't just any snack. It's nacho cheese Doritos. And it's not just nacho cheese. It's three kinds of cheese. It's not just three kinds of cheese. It's corn, tomato, onion, and spices. And it's not just corn, tomato, onion, and spices. It's delicious. And it's not just delicious. It's the greatest. Because it's not just any snack. It's Doritos brand. And I'm not just out of Doritos and out of time.
1: And we're back. Got a few minutes left. Hey,
0: you kind of sort of teased us about uh, something. What's going on? Uh, I'm heading to New York for six weeks starting tomorrow. Oh, God. Well, not tomorrow. Well, by the time you hear this, I'll probably be in New York, but I'm, you know, work work beckons. And so I must to the East Coast flee. So Mm. I'll be there till right before the cruise. Wow. So you're going to get some winter weather, but you'll also get some pastrami yeah it gives and it takes um i will take my (laughs) microphone with me as i did my last sojourn extended sojourn there so we will continue to produce content 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 the funny thing is with steve and i in the same time zone i like to think it will be easier for us to get stuff done it never is we'll make it happen though for you gentle (laughs) listener we will make it happen You, you might you might see some
1: guest hosts pop in here and there too just to to uh to bridge the gap keep the content backlog stacked yeah. up right right i know we took we've taken plenty of time off and if i ever we do owe get you a, shows if i ever do get a full-time job it's gonna be there'll be less time for me to edit and 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 record so we shall see we'll be yes. here something this coming week so I, my if, fingers are crossed we will find out soon enough in the meantime we have one of these for you please, please Yeah, it's time for another PPTMN. This one's from Chase in Ecuador. Brad, why don't you uh, handle the honors here?
0: Chase writes, Maybe it's time we address the elephant in the room. Where do you guys stand on Hall & Oates? Hall Oates. Yes, for some reason, they had their hits in the 1980s, but I always thought of them as just kind of there rather than anything exciting or innovative. Kind of like Neil Diamond in the 70s. <laughs> I mean, they had hits, but it's not like I bought the cassette and played it in my car. Now, the aging producers of a vague background music catalog are suing each other. So, where do you stand? I'm firmly in the meh corner. I don't think I've ever met anyone who claimed to be a diehard Hall & Oates fan. Sincerely, Chase in Ecuador. Still firmly stuck in the 80s, just not with Hall or Oates. We had Oates on the show. Maybe... 13
1: or 14 years ago, and he couldn't have been a nicer guy. That being said,
0: they tour way too much. I've not heard good things. I've heard that they are sometimes, like if you get them on a good night, it's great, but they, I don't know.
1: They did this really well regarded series of shows at the Troubadour, if I'm remembering correctly. And... It was kind of a more of a laid back set. Okay. And this this was like 20 years ago. And ever since then, they've been, when they tour, they kind of still fall back on the whole, well, Daryl's not going to get off his stool. I'm just going to sit on my stool. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to work negative. In the eighties, did I, did I own any of their albums? You didn't really need to, cause they were playing nonstop on the radio. Right. I liked them. I I I probably owned their greatest hits at one point. I still like to listen to the original songs. Mm-hmm. I've seen them probably live three times, including once I saw them in the 80s on the H2O tour. And they, they were fantastic. And I think, the, I think version of that show was recorded maybe for HBO or MTV. And it was fantastic. Nice. They, were, they were a great live band. Yeah. They had a great band with them. But uh, yeah, no, Chase isn't completely wrong, and it is—it's sad that they don't get along professionally yeah, I, anymore.
0: The the lawsuit looks like it's about John Oates is trying to sell his his half of the catalog to some investment firm, and and Daryl Hall's not happy about it. And like, look, you know, mom and dad are fighting. I'm sorry. Do I have a dog in that fight? Clearly not. Maybe closer to Chase's position in that I never owned a Hall and Oates album i yeah. don't think that it I, like i never got to the point where like oh i'm going to turn that off if it's on the radio but here's the thing i will say and this is going to seem a little strange perhaps but when and i know i've talked about this album on the show when i ran across the burden the bees album of hall Notes covers and started listening to that, which is I'll oh, just oh, it's fantastic. I cannot say enough good things about this recording. It is mm. so good. But you hear these songs in a different context, sung by another singer with a little bit different kind of take on it. And I really kind of began to see like these are well crafted pop songs. Sure. They're well constructed, the music is great, the lyrics are just clever enough to push that button for me because you know how I am about clever lyrics. These are good songs, whether it's your vibe to listen to, you know, sax heavy, you know, guitar songs. Well, you know, okay, take it or leave it. But look, the market, you know, we live in a capitalist society. The market doesn't lie. You know, they sold an awful lot of records. I think they're still the highest selling duo of all time
1: in the U.S., correct? I mean,
0: it may, it may uh, be worldwide because if it's probably. Is there anything else? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pet Shop Boys might want to say something about that. Uh, You know, that's a really good point. I was trying to think, like, who else would even be in the running there. Yeah. Well, the Pet Shop um, Boys are the highest-selling UK duo. Yeah, but
1: that's like 30 houses. Come on. Oh, man. Oh great. There's another country we can't go visit. 30 houses and 50 soccer teams. I'm glad you're going to Amsterdam and not England. They may not let you in at this point.
0: They love me in England for my sarcastic sense of humor.
1: Actually, they probably
0: would. I, the English are very
1: well renowned for their appreciation of sarcasm, and I'm not being sarcastic by saying that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, no, so you bastard, yeah.
1: Don't know that we quite answered Chase's question. If you're one of those people out there who's a diehard All Notes fan, by all means, email us. And, please, and yeah, make please your point. write in.
0: Um, but, yeah, I'm. I'm not. An, I'm not going to go all the way to Meh, but yeah, I'm. A, I respect eh. them maybe more than I like them. <laughs> I'm more of a. Eh. If that's a
1: sound. I don't even know how you spell that one. E-H-H? We'll leave that to the phoneticists. <laughs> Put that to the translation service and smoke it. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed our, our trip back to 1983 and some of those movies. I'm telling you, the movies that didn't get nominated are just amazing. I I, I could go out in the uh-huh. other room right now and just any one of them
0: just like throw a dart on a dartboard any one of those i would watch right now you know if we were ever going to do like a like a panel style game show like family feud type thing at trivia having that list of movies and making people like do quotes one from the other like oh, I, seriously i think i could do a quote from every single one of those movies all day it would be so hard to score <laughs> it but
1: <laughs> yeah oh uh, in any case we will be back soon and uh, in the meantime enjoy the movies enjoy the memories because Brad and I remain here, hopelessly stuck in the '80s.
0: Stuck in the '80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com/stuckinthe80s podcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music, and thanks for listening.
1: take a leak so bad I can taste it.